we have a home being prepared for us right now. And don't get all excited, not next week, hopefully, but there's something coming. And God is uh, thinking about you. And there is such a, a wonderful experience waiting for each of us that to prepare for that in our hearts is the right thing to do. We are told that, that our God in heaven made this planet, set it in the midst of these stars, put these beautiful sunrises and sunsets and seasons and the, all the plants and the flowers and the birds and the bees and all those things that you get to enjoy. He set that all up for you. That's your home. That's where you get to be. Then, while you're here, periodically, you have times when you change and you move from home to home and some people move a lot, others move rarely, but you know, there's, there's some changes. And those changes can set off anxiety and then you get busy getting, you know, thinking about what's coming, packing up the things you've got and then moving to this new place. And and the uncertainty of what will it be like in that new place is something that can really rattle people. And that's where we find Jesus. He is explaining, uh, has explained to his followers, his friends are with him. This is it, getting towards the end of John, or the the end of his life. And John, he's explaining that I'm leaving, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be gone. You are going to stay, and they are just troubled by that like where are you going he says he's going to die and you know they're just trying to put the pieces together in their own heads and then we have this uh, statement from john 14 and this is about your new home and he's telling them be calm because this is this is what's coming and we use this in funerals I say we, that'd be the other pastors and I share this often, but it's true. It's just good to to realize, it's good to uh, revisit. So John 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. That's a good place to start. Now he's just trying to calm them down, let them know that they're safe in in his arms and, and the plans that he has for them. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And, and so this is all about this relationship. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? So he's, he's letting them know this is for sure. You have a, a place to be. And just imagine this, this is a home. This is, this is a shift. This is being with God Almighty in his place. And again, that place is bigger than this place. So out of all, all that God has out there in the heavens, he said, I'm going to take a slice of this and put the universe. You know, and our scientists are going, yeah, we're not sure where the edge of this thing is. Go, well, it's just a little thing in his, you know, God just said, I'll just take a piece of this and make this. It doesn't fill the heavens. It's just the physical reality that we know. And he says, "Eh, out of all of the heavens, I think I'm going to make a place for you. And you get to be a part of this. With all the beauty, with all the other heavenly beings, you get to enjoy that. You get to be part of all that's going on, all the activities, 
all of the other uh, in, interactions that are going to happen from each being, each person connected with God himself, all of those things. And you get to be, you get to be part of it. You get to be in, involved in a place where, unlike moving to an unknown area, you move to across a state, you go to another, you have to pick a house. And you're looking online these days, or you go get a realtor, you run over there and see it, and measure everything, and you've got to make sure this place is ready. Jesus says, I'm getting it ready. Trust me. Have you ever trusted somebody, just go get my house ready and... Jesus, I'm just going to get it ready. I will get it ready for you. In my Father's house, but it's going to be for you. A place where you belong. See, when you move, you don't know. You've got to make new friends. You've got to figure out where the grocery store is. You've got to turn on the gas, the electric. You've got to do all the things. Not, not with Jesus. He's going to take care of it. And he knows exactly what you need. You guess at what you need. He knows exactly what you need. And he's going to prepare it for you. And he wouldn't say that if he were not going to do it, which is what he's telling them. Trust me, I'm going to get this ready for you. This is so amazing to me. So I'm going to share something with you that I just, I just find the, the difference in these things just radical. This is so amazing. You get to go to a place where you belong. You're loved. It's purposeful. It's fulfilling. Everything that, that God has in mind for you, and you can be part of his family and enjoy it, and that's forever. This is just, just an amazing home built for you on purpose. So here's a place not intended for human habitation. Not intended for human habitation. Matthew 25, 41. Jesus again, he's, he's talking to the crowd now, and he's sharing this information about what's out there, what's coming at the end, and he says, the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. There are people who have rejected God, who have turned their back on him, who decided we, are, we know better for ourselves than God does, and we're just going to go our way. So they're pushing him away. It does not say that God prepared a place for them. See that? He did not prepare a place for them. He prepared a place for the devil and the demons. Now, people have decided to go join them. That's on them. What he prepared was a place for those who come to him, who trust him, who lean on him, who walk with him, who believe in him. He's preparing a place. See the difference? There are a whole group of people out there, we find them on the internet a lot, who think Christians, the Christian God is so horrible because the main thing that he's done is put together this place called hell and he wants to send everybody there. It's a lie. So who's the father of lies? Where would that come from? And yet that's more popular than the fact that Jesus is going to the father's house to prepare a place for you. And these other people who reject God are going to a place he didn't prepare for them. Didn't want them to go. 
still doesn't want them to go, but he allows them to have exactly what they choose because he's given them that freedom. He loves them enough to allow them the freedom to make that choice. They make that choice. They go to the place prepared for the devil and his demons. Those who refuse, rebel, and reject God, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9, they will be punished with eternal destruction for forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. There's just something that's just awful about this whole thing. The, the separation is from, from God. There's, there, there's this... Uh, also the thought of, well, you know, I'd rather go to hell and, and have fun because that sounds a whole lot more interesting than plucking a harp forever. So if i got to choose, you know, I'm going to go with my buddies, again, lies. But it's the separation from the Lord and all that he's made. So the thing that they've enjoyed is their buddies, maybe the friendship, maybe the connections, relationships, activities that they've had on earth. And they've enjoyed, maybe, they, they enjoyed nature, art, music. They've enjoyed the things that God has provided in his grace for everyone. When you're separated from God, guess what doesn't go with you? Or with anyone. Separated from God means you miss out on that. And if you are, if you've ever, you've walked with God for a while and they go, wow, that's just amazing. Then suddenly you, you, you've decided I'm angry at God. I'm disappointed in the way things are going. So I'm just mad. And after a while, let's see if this doesn't happen to you. You just start seeing the colors and the sound of life around you kind of narrowing. And it becomes more and more tunnelish, more and more grayscale, less color, less vibrant, less harmonic, and it just begins to diminish life because we've been separated from God. Get closer to God, opens back up, new experiences, more color, it's brighter, things become come into focus that we're not because he makes that available to us. But to be forever separated from God, that is just a horrible, horrible idea. And yet that's what people choose. It's not that God prepared it. He did not prepare that for people. So when people bring that up or you read it on the internet, just remember that was not what he did. He's preparing a place for those who love him to come into the home. It's not this other way. But there's more to this because we have, there's, there's more going on out there. So God, the most high, the most high God, judges so this is part of what is happening. So we've got the, the devil and the demons have this place that they're going to. But you need to see who some of them are so you have an idea of just how bad a decision this is for those who choose to go that direction. So this is from Psalm 82, first couple of verses. God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on the heavenly beings, the Elohim, how long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? This is God judging in, in this court. There's a gathering in, in this conference center of beings, heavenly beings. So these, they're, they're called Elohim. 
So this would be the small g gods. Some translations may include, include it that way. So the small g gods, the heavenly beings, angelic beings, maybe you could refer to them. But they, they have a different place in the heavenly. So they've helped. They've been there. They were there at creation. They watched what God was doing because they've been out. They've been part of this thing for a long time. And he wanted to include humans in, the, in this family, the heavenly family. But he has a group of them that have gathered together in this council. And the Most High God, that's why he's called the Most High, because there are these other gods. But now the Most High God, who's the uncreated one, who is over all things. So he's dealing with them, and he's calling them out because they haven't been following through on the things they're supposed to do. And that's what he's pointing out. How long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? They're responsible for different areas uh, on earth of, of human beings, and they've allowed people to get away with wicked things. And then they begin to lead them into wicked thing, and they start to lead them into worship, worshiping them themselves. So these Elohim are calling people to worship them, and then we have you know false gods and idols and the whole thing that God is saying, don't, don't go down that road. But in this passage and others, he's dealing with them directly. And he says, this is, uh-uh, I'm going to have to deal with you. Well, he does, and he does it in, a, in, a, in different ways, and it depends on which group we happen to be dealing with. The ones from Genesis chapter 6 he's dealt with, and they, they rebelled before the flood, and they caused great destruction, which led to the sins of the people and the great flood with Noah and God had to reshape things because of that. Those beings are held in a particular place. They are judged. They are sent away. Remember, there's a place that God has set up for the devil and his demons, for these Elohim, these gods who have rebelled against God, the Most High God, and they've gone their own way. And we find that the angels chained in Tartarus. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. God didn't spare the angels who sinned, but threw them down into Tartarus and delivered them to be kept in chains of darkness until judgment. So he sent them away. They are, they are held in, in Tartarus, which is this deep prison and in the underworld and they are they are the evil ones and you can track this through other traditions i mean this is this is going to be on the biblical side but if you follow it through greek mythology they they're going to pick up on this they're going to have the titans and the titans go to tartarus and other around the world other religions pick up these same themes because that's what happened and Humanity knew it, and it was, and it spread out from there and gone, gone around the world. But that's part of what God is dealing with. Here are these rebels, heavenly beings who have turned on Him, decided they wanted to worship themselves. They wanted to uh, lead lead God's people, this creation, this humanity, a different direction. God wants all of humanity to be part of His family. They're going. Wait a minute, you know, you're getting too much credit we want we want some of that and so to feed their egos they they turn on him go their own way and that group 
prior to the to the flood are the ones who wound up in Tartarus and uh, this is also mentioned in Jude so you get a couple of passages that, that point that direction but that's the place this is, there's eternal destruction for those separated from the Lord from his glorious power and they are in this eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons the heavenly beings who rebelled against God What's really awesome is that God has created this place for us. He has a home. Jesus is preparing a home. And he says, I've got something new. And he gave this all the way back in the Old Testament. Uh, the new outshines the old. This is in, from Isaiah chapter 65. He's talking about what is to come, that we are in the midst of something grand that God is doing that is so much better than anything that the devil can offer, any of these Elohim, the false gods, can offer. God has something better for all people. He's, he, and he's putting together this home that is just going to be outstanding. So, the new outshines the old. Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. See, when you move from home to home, well, you move from state to state, you go, oh, remember, man, all those memories and, you know, the, the old one, or, or even decades. If you lived over several decades and you go, remember that decade back then? That was the golden time. Because by now your brain forgot the evils that were going on and the hardships. Yeah, that, that happened. So we've got, we've got this new thing coming. That is so absolutely breathtaking that we forget the old. So, I share this at funerals also. This is not a funeral ser- uh, service, but anyway. <laughs> there, those, when we're, you know, we have the, often we have, you know, somebody join us, they're, but they're laying here, not on a couch, they're laying here. And we have flowers, and we're talking about, you know, I don't say this, but people will say, well, you know, they're just they're looking down on us, smiling. No, they're not. No, they are not. They are in their new home with the Savior, God Almighty on the throne. The angels are singing. They are in a new place that outshines this one. And you know what happens? You don't think about this one. Guess where they're not? They're not here looking at this body and weeping because they're having a grand time in a new home, in a new place, prepared for them by the Savior who for some reason we forget and we go, isn't this awful? No, it's amazing. They have a new home in a new place with a new body that does not die, that does not hurt, that they are in a place where they are no longer rejected or just pushed to the side. What they are is important to the Savior who saved them, to the God in heaven who made all of this so that they could be part of the family. And they are not thinking about little Johnny's soccer game. How's that funeral going? Nope. How are those, how those tomatoes doing out there in the garden? Because it's been hot and dry. 
Nope. Because things there are growing. It's fascinating. They're meeting people, people they knew, and a whole lot of people they didn't. And they're getting to connect with the heavenly beings who did not rebel. Remember, there are a whole lot more of them that did not rebel than those who did. And they get to meet them because that's the other part of God's family. He wants us all to be in this together and to enjoy it forever. So, no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Yeah. Well, that's a like, pretty good deal. When are we getting out of here? Oh, that's not. Okay. Here's the other part of this. This is, this is a uh, practical statement, but it, I just want you to think in a more spiritual, broader terms. The builder. Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. It's him. He's building a house. He's building a home. He's doing it. It will last. He's making it out of materials that will last. He's making it in such a way that we feel at home in the very first second. Because we are part of what God has done. He wants to be building in us now, so that's part of this process. He wants to build a body of believers. We are called the temple because it's no longer a physical temple in Jerusalem, but the temple is the body of Christ, the people who are part of it. So he's building. So if he builds it, it's going to be amazing. Just think we get a little taste of heaven, a little taste of home now, getting ready for what's yet to come. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. And we get to be part of something amazing right here, right now, as God is building. And we know that Jesus has that place prepared. We can be calm and we can trust him to see whatever is ahead. So we have a forever home prepared for you. John 14, 1 through 2. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, Jesus says. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. He'd like to add a whole lot more. So let your friends know there's room. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? A place for you. A place for you in the heavens with God himself. So welcome home. Welcome home. Your new place is being prepared, trusting God's home-building skills is an important part of this, and letting our hearts not be troubled. I don't have to be troubled about, well, if I leave this world, what kind of mess is it going to be? You know, you think about all the things left undone, you know, God's been taking care of things a long time before you ever arrived. He probably can take care of them after you're gone. But there's, a, there's just anxiety. Well, I just, I'm so comfortable here. I'm, I'm used to it. You know, if we get used to heaven, we get used to spending time with the Lord, we're actually going to feel a whole lot more comfortable about what's out there than what's here. We start to shift 
Colossians 3 tells us we are to have our minds set on heaven, not the things of earth. I guarantee you the majority of things that we do are earthbound. We're anxious about our bodies or somebody else's body. We're anxious about the money. We're anxious about the economy. We're anxious about the government. We're anxious about so many things. And God in heaven is saying, wait. Long before you got here, I had a plan. Long after you're gone, I'm still working my plan. I haven't lost anything. I'm not confused. I am still accomplishing my purpose. Because he's the one who knows and he has the power. And he says, trust me. Trust me. Come with me on this journey. Trust that I'm building these, these homes for you and this place for you. And it will be perfect in every way. Be perfect for you. Because you will be renewed in your mind, in your heart in your desires, in your dreams, and he's going to put all of that together. Trust Jesus to get your place ready. He knows what furniture you like. He knows what colors. He will have that all set just for you. And prepared that place also so that you can entertain heavenly beings, family, friends, new friends, and actually everybody's family, so it's now going to be huge. Trust God's plan for you and follow him. Follow him today. He's got so much more. He's got so much more he wants to invite everybody into. A whole new life, a whole new way of living, a whole new experience, new power, new passions. He says, just start living that now and preparing for that new home. And he's going to take care of the rest. We just join him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing us some time to look into these things, to look into your word, to enjoy uh, the idea of what we can only imagine. Listen through. I pray, Lord, that we would have confidence in you as you prepare a place for us and that you are coming to get us and to take us to our new home. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for these that you have laid your hand upon, the, these that you love. And Lord, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.